Coming to you live from the Citadel of Travis's, where there's a bunch of Rick and Morty podcasters running around. A pair of them need to be the official ones. Not us, though. We're Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hello, everybody. And I am Brandon. Welcome to Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. So happy you could join us. So as happy. We, as we wind down on this, this long-winded recap. Winding down. One. So winding. Much down. So, much, wow. Much wind. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks, to, thanks to everybody checking us out live on, on Patreon right now. And, and for those of you that were able to hang out with us in the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, if you want to support the show on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash rickandmortypod to... Get some cool perks, uh, and and get like video versions of the show, all kinds, yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. So go go check that out. So you can see you can uh, see all of Travis's wacky antics. Yeah, and look, my toys and my look, my shirt. Look how this, look how the same like three shirts I recycle through each episode so that I stay on brand. For for the people watching right now, you know, tweet about how which is wacky Travis is being right now. Look at it. Oh oh, he's sweet as wacky. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky. You're never clearly been, the wacky one. Brandon. It's never been wackier. <laughs> uh, if you want, if you want to tweet at us, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod. Uh, over on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Rick and Morty Podcast. We That's have right. a subreddit, Rick and Morty Podcast. That's right. And we have emails. Let me uh, get my reading glasses on here. Uh, Rick and Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, all of this stuff is available over at apatheticenthusiasm.com. Uh, yeah. Cool. Go do it. Buy a shirt. Buy this shirt. Buy ooh, that's uh, a that's a nice shirt. T public. Not yeah, this it's shirt. Got it's faces. a walking it's dead got shirt. Our cartoon faces on it. Did you did you know uh Andrew Lincoln is is leaving the Walking Dead? Did you know that? Uh it was in the I news. Mean, it's, it's I left the Walking Dead a long <laughs> time ago. Oh the the, the uh, joke the joke on Twitter is he's leaving in season nine, four seasons after everybody else left. <laughs> the audience wise. Okay. There you go. Uh, Sorry, Coral. Uh <laughs> all right. Well, it, seeing as we are already talking about news, why not just get right into it and uh discuss some semi pertinent news? Semi pertinent news. A ding 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 ding. Semi pertinent news. <laughs> That's a yingling. That's a yingling <laughs> can bringing <laughs> you semi pertinent news every week. On the hour. Who knew uh, a full beer can could be used as a musical instrument? <laughs> uh, I have two Yinglings. Fraternity brothers everywhere knew that. That's that's the answer. I, I know this is sacrilege, but let me just say, Yingling is is good. It's a good beer, but you know, I, you know it's it's like it's like people who aren't from California who are like, I don't get in and out. I don't. I just don't get it. Um, well, that's our show, everybody. Thanks see, for thanks, no. I mean, to I, everyone I, in I the it. Northeast. Uh, obviously, I don't like you because just I lost just disparaged so you. many listeners. Brandon, <laughs> Unity was crushed this day. Uh, uh, no, I mean Unity's good, or Unity's good, yes, but Yingling is also good. I, yeah, I like it's, it's I like me good. some lager. Uh, all right, let's talk about some semi-pertinent news. Not not too many crazy things happening in the world of Rick and Morty over the last couple of weeks, but I was able to pull up a couple of news articles. And first up, I want to talk about. Uh, some some Zelda 3DS flipping, which uh, is a Vice article that was kind of repeated across the internet. And it is alluding to an ep- a clip from, I think, it was, I think it was from Total Recall, 
uh, where yeah. they're talking about Rick and it's a memory of him like running in and freaking out over these exclusive uh, gold 3DSs that are like branded for Legend of Zelda. Yeah. And he's like, hey, they're, they're selling them at like Toys R Us for only like 70 bucks, but we could flip these for like 250 or whatever and just get profit and he's like freaking out and running around the house because he wants to buy all these right it was it was one of his is his false memories but it was it was real it's a real memory it's, it's a real memory because apparently justin roiland really did it <laughs> yes it's it's autobiographical did i said i said that weird it sounded weird didn't it it's not autobiographical. autobiographical uh and honestly this is one of those situations where i'm curious if the discussion in the writer's room if like I don't think this was a situation where Justin was like, "Let's write this into the show." I think they were like, "What would be a crazy thing to get excited about?" And then some of the writers are like, "Well, remember how excited Justin got the other day about those 3ds's? <laughs> how about we just write that?" Um, I, which I hope is how it actually came about. Yeah. I I don't know for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it turns out Justin really did buy a whole crap ton of these 3ds's, and now he is trying to sell some of them. He's He's drawn on the boxes to make yep. them a little bit more of a collector's item. Uh, but he's he's hawking one for like $1,000 on the internet. So, hey. Hey. Do, good, do, good do, it do it to it. Do it to it. And I think uh, it said in the article that he, he donated a bunch to a children's hospital as well. Yeah. Like he felt bad about being. Scalping. A scalper. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, all right, I'll like donate some of these to a children's hospital and somehow my my moral compass will be realigned or something like that. That's right. Uh, We don't have this in semi-permanent news, but we, we have been tweeting a lot. This goes based off of merchandise. Uh, The, the cryptozoic they've, we've been retweeting these, these pictures that have been coming out from cryptozoic. They're, they're working on a Rick and Morty trading card, uh, you know, collection collection. Uh, and and they're getting a bunch of awesome artwork, and they've gotten uh, Justin Roiland to to sign a bunch of cards that you know, obviously you'll be able to find in some of these packs. Uh, also, ooh, did the voice of Snowball? No, uh, I think Tom Kenny signed signed some. Yeah, Tom Kenny no, signed no, some. Tom Kenny did sign some. I mean, he's not the voice of Snowball. He's a, a chair in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like th- those are really cool. Uh, so go go check those out as well. Cryptozoic, who also, you know, they've created uh, some fantastic Rick and Morty games, which we might talk about one today, like oh. this oh. Total Riffle one that I have oh. in my hand and then still never played. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Um, okay, so so that that's that. The next one, next up, live action Dreamcast. No, we're not talking about the the Sega quasi failed <laughs> system. Uh, hey. Dreamcast was underrated. I never owned one, but everybody loved their Dreamcast. I trust everyone who says that it was underrated. Uh, Power Gems? I think that was a game. Okay. Uh, Crazy Taxi. Oh, Crazy Taxi. This is an apathetic enthusiasm conversation <laughs> if I ever heard one. Um, so over on Reddit, uh, there was a post talking about what your Dreamcast would be uh, for a Rick and Morty live action movie. Yeah, yeah, the the post is like the picture associated with it uh alluded to the fact that if you look at uh the the voice actors for Jerry and Beth, uh Sarah Chalk and Chris Parnell, yep. they kind of look like they could play the live action versions uh of of the characters. Uh so so the question 
that was presented was what would be a good casting for a live action version and what if they did that as an element of the show what if maybe rick and morty uh go through a portal and accidentally stumble upon a live action version of of themselves who who would you want to see in those roles uh i'm gonna put you on the spot brandon do you have any particular actors or actresses that you would you would cast for for something like that i do i do thank you for asking Oh, you're welcome. Uh, for for the role of Rick, I would I would put Justin Roiland in a Rick costume. <laughs> for the role of just, Morty, just, also Justin Roiland, also Justin Roiland, but in in a in a in a Morty costume. And then uh, for um, for a squanch, I I'd put a Tom Kenny. I'd put Tom Kenny in in a, in a squanch costume. Are you just gonna cast all the voice actors for <laughs> for all their actual? And then Dan Harmon could come in as bird person. Yeah. And uh, Brandon uh, Johnson, I'd bring, I'd pull him in. He could do uh, Mr. Goldenfold. Yeah. Perfect. Way to be super original, Brandon. <laughs> um, no, I, I, yeah, I, I, no, I, I haven't really thought of it. I haven't thought. I, I know, I know some people out there are like, oh yeah, get um, uh, Willem Dafoe to, to, to do Rick. Like, I've yeah, seen I, that I also like the, the idea that somebody had on there saying, don't cast Rick and Morty and just have like almost like a POV shot or something of them looking at a, at a room and it's Spencer grammar and, you know, Sarah chalk and Chris Parnell like like, sitting um, around the table or something. It would be like that, that music video, uh, um, for, uh, uh, crap. Well, sledgehammer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The sledgehammer music video. Exactly. Right. Uh, which is all about, you know, sexual renaissance. Can we, do you want to talk about, do you want to talk about Peter Gabriel and, and Sledgehammer and, and how it's, it's him learning that, oh man, I could have sex with a lot of people. So I'm going to write a song called Sledgehammer. Do you want to talk about that right now? And then do a really <laughs> choppy stop motion animated video with like trains going around your head and stuff. God. So, uh, so good. It's such a, I mean, he's on Spotify now. Sorry, hey, sorry, everyone, kids, late- car, kids go, go to YouTube, look up the Sledgehammer music. Ladies and gentlemen, go out to those. check out uh, Peter Gabriel. All of his albums are are streaming on Spotify now. Sledge. Uh, all right. I, I guess I guess that's. I mean, there wasn't a ton of semi pertinent news no. happening this week. Uh, and 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 you know we're doing our best to try and keep up, but we are between seasons. And right. how do you follow seventy new episodes <laughs> being announced? Uh, but you know the Rick the the Rickmobile is is rolling along. Did you see the pictures of the Uto? Uh, truck that is uh, joining oh, I haven't uh, seen it, no. the Rickmobile. That's not my pertinent news. Why didn't you put that yeah. in there? I, I just thought of it because I <laughs> I was surfing Reddit earlier and I saw it. But yeah, so I think the Rickmobile itself is no longer sufficient for carrying all of the exclusive merch. Because they kept selling. running out of merch last yes, year. Yes, this is true. So they have another like semi-truck uh, and they painted the back of it to look like a Uto truck. So it looks like the, ah. the moving truck that can be seen in the very first episode, uh, as well as I think it's, I think it's the season three premiere, uh, where you hear loser <laughs> as, as Jerry is moving out the family home. That's right. That's right. Uh, and if you want to see one of us there representing the podcast, check out Tampa. Or somewhere uh, Lincoln, in Omaha, Lincoln, Nebraska, I think is is the stop I'll be I'll oh. be visiting. Okay, so, whatever. Yeah, College Town. 
USA. Go, go Huskers. Or I think, yeah, I think that's the thing. Uh, I've been to Iowa City. Well, we're not, let's not talk about that. Uh, one last bit of semi-permanent news. Of course, it's uh, it's a Dan Harmon tweet in a minute. He hasn't actually tweeted in a minute. The last tweet we got from him was May 15th, and he writes, <clears throat> That's all for now. Twitter is a puke river. Bye. Bye. We haven't seen I him. think this segment needs to since. be... Uh, retooled as the Dan Harmon Instagram minute because he's <laughs> oh. still very active on Instagram, uh, but not so much on Twitter. He's 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 stepping away, um, which you know hey, it is it's, somewhat it's for toxic. his mental health. It's toxic you know? a little bit. Uh, the the tweet before this was uh, I don't know if it was actually it was it was before this maybe it was back in April. Uh, Twitter is a place for uh, insecure people. I think is is what that tweet said. Um, and and if you want to follow us on Twitter, make sure make sure you follow us at Rick and Morty Pod at Rick and Morty uh, Pod at Juggalmino at Steve the Hab. Yeah, yeah, that's us. Follow us and <laughs> be. Let's all be insecure together. Yes. Uh, float float along the puke river with me. <laughs> okay. Well, Travis. Any more that, news, Brandon? I uh, feel like that's that's the way. The news goes. Oh, I, I don't. I don't have. Oh, I do. You have don't have that on and your soundboard. I do. I do have it on the there. <laughs> uh, All right. I do well. actually. No, I do have one. I do have oh. one more thing. Uh, I did. I did send out. A, uh, send out a tweet today. Um, it was. It was pretty good. Uh, if if I do say so myself, but I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you what it is because I, I forget. I forget what it is. <laughs> you forgot what you're. No, it was it was the all the news is that you sent a tweet that you thought was good <laughs> yeah. but oh, not good enough let, let, to let me, remember. Let me, let me let me get 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 it. Until later it that was, day. It was to Erica Hayes, right? She she worked Erica on Rick Hayes, and Morty. Story storyboard artist. That's right. She is starting a new job today and then she posted a picture of her in front of a, a Big Mouth uh picture, right? Yeah, a couple of characters from the Netflix <laughs> series Big Mouth. And so I said, "What show is it? Give us some kind of hint." And <laughs> Then some uh, at Spinks thinks responded. The characters in the background are from Big Mouth on Netflix, and I responded, "Any kind of hint will do." <laughs> and eventually, Spinks thinks came back and said, "I see what you've done here," uh, with a laughy emoji. <laughs> uh, so I feel like I'm really and and Erica liked really, my tweet. You're really you're really like. <laughs> A nautical master on this <laughs> river of puke that is Twitter. <laughs> oh, fucking puke river Twitter. All right. Ah, uh, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really glad that your follow up tweet, uh, kind of set your tone correctly because I, I will be a hundred percent honest with you, Brandon. When be, you be first, sh- when you first showed me the screenshot of that interaction, I read your tweet and I was like, he doesn't, he doesn't get what. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's Brandon. He's he's being sarcastic. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I I, I get it. I wouldn't have gotten it either. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of antics you can find on Twitter if you follow us over there. All right. Mm. Enough. Enough lollygagging. It's time for the main thing. It's the main thing. It's the main thing. Main. Main thing. Main thing. With percussion. Yeah, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to channel my my best uh, Nick Cannon <laughs> in yeah. in the hit drumline, 
Ooh. Have you don't seen... hate on Drumline, man. It's classic. I, I'm not. I'm not hating on Drumline. That's a badass movie, man. Those guys are. They fucking rock. What's the other drumming movie I really like, Brandon? Uh, <laughs> what's that movie with the tagline? Tagline. It's not called Jim Nice Dicks. <laughs> no, that's it's definitely not it. Uh, it's a gymnastics movie, but they say it's not gymnastics. I love that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm thinking of the one with uh, uh, the dude that used to play. Um, oh gosh, it's the it's all right. We'll 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 move on. We'll move on. Mark Wahlberg, um, rock star. No, the guy that played uh, the runner of the Daily Planet in the old Spider-Man movies. And oh yeah 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 Whiplash Whiplash fantastic movie yes fantastic movie one right. editing okay back to interdimensional RSS if you if you want if you want to hear us have those conversations check out <laughs> apathetic enthusiasts yeah uh yeah we we are down to the final two episodes of season one uh this week we are discussing close recounters of the Rick kind originally aired April seventh twenty fourteen written by Ryan Ridley. Directed by Stephen Sandoval. Which, by the way, that's my great-grandfather's name. His name was Salvador Ryan Sandoval. Ridley. Oh. <laughs> Salvador Sandoval. Look, I, I look almost called him Ryan Riddles Ridley. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, miss, I miss that guy. Uh, yeah, so, so synopsis. Here, here we go. Brought to you by reddit.com. Slash Rick and Morty. A year has passed since Rick re- reunited with Beth and the family, and in the midst of a breakfast celebration, a group of armed and uniformed Ricks emerge from an interdimensional portal, accusing him of crimes against alternate Ricks. He and Morty are then handcuffed and taken through the portal to the Council of Ricks. Near the end of the episode, it is revealed that Evil Rick was being remotely controlled by Evil Morty, who is the mastermind responsible for killing the alternate Ricks and kidnapping alternate Mortys. I also want to point out that at the very, very beginning of the episode, the cold open, uh, Evil Morning, Evil Rick, come and sh- kill a Rick out of nowhere while he's just trying to enjoy some flying just trying saucer trying to enjoy pancakes. some some fluffy cakes with the right amount of syrup on them. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so we'll, we'll start out with some... Some age-old Reddit discussion points uh, before we get into some of our additional thoughts on this episode. Uh, and one of the first things you have in here, and it's 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 hard for me to tackle this question on here because we've talked about fan theories in the past. Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of fan theories associated with this episode, and you have them listed. I do. I uh, do. Uh, I, I, I want to... I don't know if I want to ask this question to start, but I will because I already brought it up and I'll forget it if I don't. Okay. Um, do you think that fan theories were as prevalent before this episode? I have no idea because I didn't start watching the show until well after uh, the season was over. Let me rephrase um, the question then. <laughs> Uh, when you started watching this show and you were watching it in order, do you think this episode would have kickstarted your fan theorizing? <laughs> theorizing. I, I think I think this is an episode that definitely gets the gears going as far as oh, is there a much bigger story happening here? The way that the episode ends, it leaves with that 
that just iconic music now at this point for Rick and Morty and 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 evil Morty is is kind of walking off into uh back into hiding and and nothing is truly resolved and and it makes you start to think outside of the singular episode where you think okay maybe there is something bigger going on here clearly there was some sort of conspiracy to to frame Rick C137 so you're right you, this is we when we visit Cronenberg world and it's the first time that we actually kill we we see like any other version of, of Rick and Morty I I think yeah yeah uh you know that wasn't theory inducing necessarily that's just kind of like oh well there there's possibilities oh I can see some possibilities uh but f- for me I don't think I don't think my 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 theory crafting would have kickstarted until this episode where it's like oh there are a, there are a ton of different uh Ricks and Mortys out there and just knowing that there's a an arc that is left unresolved so early on in the series with with Evil Morty is like well shit there's there's a there's a uh, a tide of change and <laughs> there's a change of coming and what is it was it going to be like this speaks to a, a higher thing and the line that Rick says about you know you don't want a a cocky morty right a cock a morty too big for his britches or whatever and i'll tell you when you're older uh yeah which is something i i mean we can dig into now but it's it's something i i put in the notes a little bit later because that's that is a really confusing uh sort of thought behind behind this show in general because they really do avoid time travel for the most part right and may there there are theories that maybe there's like a circular thing going on that morty's grew up to become ricks and all this other stuff like there's there's a lot of theories like that that i've seen but my belief is that all of these dimensions are taking place on essentially the the same timeline we don't see a bunch of ricks that are in varying ages all the ricks tend to be the same age all the mortys tend to be the same age yeah so what basis does Rick have in that statement to say, Oh, you don't want, you don't want to see what happens when a Morty gets too cocky, right? Like where, where is he pulling? Is it maybe there are some 10 year old Morty's that, that got a little, <laughs> little ahead of themselves, but the way that that line is delivered, it feels like it's a well-known thing amongst Rick's that you can't let a Morty get out of line. And I feel like that had to have happened within for the last 14 years or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because that's how old Morty is. Right. Do, like do, he, do do you, do you take that into account? And in, when we started these rewatches for season one, we, we, we wanted to, to stray away from anything in season three. Uh, but, but do you think as comparison's sake, knowing how the Ricks react to Morty's still kind of indifferent and be like, ah, oh, whatever. Uh, uh, Morty's aren't capable that using that as context for this episode, this Rick C-137 isn't, it's not common knowledge. It's not universal Rick knowledge that a Morty too big for his britches is a, is a bad thing, but for his personal experience, it is a bad thing. Yeah, I could see that. And um, we, we get the first glimpse in this of, of his, of Rick's 
memories of, of what Rick may have experienced prior to coming back and, and living with the Smith family, mm-hmm. uh, which includes him picking up a baby Morty. Uh, and, and I think we can ex- expand on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, we don't know all of, of Rick's previous experiences. Uh, we don't know for sure that this is the first Morty that he's really been with. We, we, we make the assumption that this is, you know, his Morty that, that from the same dimension, but there have been the theories that even, even down to the title sequence, the Morty that dies in the title sequence or that we assume is, is eaten, uh, right. that, 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 some people think that that was his original Morty or some people think that's evil Morty that, that comes back and rebels because, because Rick left him behind. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, like some of that I feel is, is really reaching, but there, there really may be something to this idea that Rick has experience with Morty's, even if it is only a few years in the past that, that maybe does give him a little bit more knowledge about how, capable Morty's can become if if not repressed by a Rick. <laughs> right, right, right. Um so so the 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 question that we have on here, and I think you read it already, but which fan theory um seems the most plausible or or bullshit and why? Uh and so and so I do I do have a few here. The Rick is Rick, uh um Rick is Morty the Rick we've been following didn't start with the Morty we've been following, which you uh, mentioned already. The Morty's Morty is the Morty from the opening scene. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Rickest Rick has unmatched intelligence, cunning, and creativity. The Morty's Morty may actually have his own gift. The Jerryest Jerry, and our Rick isn't the Rickest. Uh, Oof. Which, which which of those? Which of those? Let, we'll we'll just start. Which is the most plausible for you? Which is the most bullshit? Um, so, oof, ah, some real dead air here. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, this is so good. This is so good for, for everyone listening. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm I'm going to say the Jerry is Jerry. (laughs) I'm going to throw that one right out because I don't feel like, I feel like that's really just Jerry of somebody developing, uh, you know, trying to apply the Rickest Rick across to, to Jerry's and, I mean, there's probably a Jerry that's more pathetic than the rest, yeah. which you could maybe refer to as the Jerryest Jerry, but it I feel like it doesn't matter. It's 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 inconsequential. Yeah. I I mean, in in the Jerryest Jerry is is kind of addressed in the comics uh with Doofus Jerry, yeah, who's yeah. just a badass. So Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I would throw I would agree with you there. I'm going to say Rick is Morty is the total BS one. That's the one that I I do not. There have been times I think where even the writers or animators have, have purposely done things to kind of poke at that theory. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, especially that. in season three, but I just, I don't, I don't buy that one at all. And, and I don't think that the whole show is going to end up being this loop where Morty's grow up and turn into Rick's and then have go on adventures with their grandson, Morty. It just, it's. Well, I don't, I don't see it. The, I don't see it. The, the the main reason I think that is bullshit, and I agree with you, hundred percent bullshit. The other ones like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe we can we can work it in. But the Rick is Morty, is is garbage, and, he, and here's why I think that, <laughs> uh, because Jerry and Beth have to have sex and they have to have a kid, 
and it has to be has to be has to be, more. It has to be a little bit pathetic but a little bit capable yeah and yeah. and okay maybe the so the the theory posits that morty then grows up to be a rick and then he goes back in time so that basically means that his mom is his daughter and that you know, look look we're not we're not trying to do futurama here okay yeah. we're trying to do uh fry's own, own grandfather we don't need to do yeah. that uh and yeah i mean so I, and this is a very select list this is i think a more uh season condensed one list to too. very very much only factoring in season one there have been a lot more fan theories uh that, that have then. been presented but yeah and again i i just want to reiterate i think our our standing opinion about fan theories when it comes to the show which is i i personally don't think the writers have a, a whiteboard somewhere or a secret manila envelope that has all of the <laughs> the gotchas that the the like a game of clue like right like in the yeah, game of clue yeah. you're like <laughs> it was three cryptozoic it was, cards in there yeah. it was beth in the portal with the rocket boots meow uh keep summer safe no like <laughs> I think that they will they maybe have a few ideas of things arcs if you will that will that will extend from season to season but I don't think they're hiding a big secret this isn't lost where they're like oh at the end of it all it's going to be this they're going to have to stick a cork back yeah. in the island like no they're they're writing a an animated comedy mm-hmm. with sci-fi rigmarole and occasionally those threads are going to loop back together. There there were there was a a couple if if you watch the season 1 commentary and I know you did Travis. If you watch the season 1 commentary, they they make a few comments about uh Royland makes a few comments about like knowing what what's what's going on and like but I'm I'm not going to say it here. I'm not going to say it here. And Ridley's like, oh, yeah, like we actually do, like we actually <laughs> plan this stuff out. We don't plan this stuff out. And, uh, well, even, even when Ridley came on this podcast, like he, we asked he, him about that. He, yeah. he alluded to the fact that they're not really doing that sort of thing. And there were times where he, he wasn't, he didn't remember like certain things that were linked together because they, they weren't, they weren't fixated on that. Right. And so I think as we watch it as observers and as fans, it's easy for us to maybe put those linkages together and connect certain things. Like, like, but like Harmon says, when... connect the dots. Fans like to connect the dots. Uh, like with a doofus Jerry eating shit and then making brownies that look like shit. People are like, oh, like they, they comment that right, about yeah. that. Uh, which they, they he was very adamant in the commentary like Royland. he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't do that those are actual brownies like come on that's guys anyway, he yeah. doesn't eat shit okay like he <laughs> like they're making they're fun just of him. making fun of him <laughs> he doesn't uh, he doesn't eat our, shit confirm this is this is Cannon. this is a slightly dated question uh but this this comes from the original rewatch uh post on 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 Reddit. Uh, in what ways can you see Evil Morty coming back <laughs> into the story? Uh, do you think he has a hand in the events of season two, or will show up again in season three? If so, how? Uh, well, yeah, we know that we know that he doesn't really play into season two, and he's definitely a big character in season three. 
uh, in possibly the biggest episode of season three. So I will push this question a little bit further and, and I know, extend it I know into where you're the going. next. I know where you're going. Seventy with this. episodes <laughs> of Rick and Morty. Uh, do you, how how often do you expect to have an appearance from now President Morty? I for me, I think making him a sporadic character. You, every you know seven to fifteen episodes. I think I think that's a smart way to use him, right? Because it, it it's like um uh, i'm trying i'm trying to think of like in, in pop culture a villain that doesn't always show up but when he shows up it's it's really impactful uh I, i'd say um there's there's like the main bad guy of doctor who uh one of the other time lords who is always uh, always against him but he doesn't he doesn't always show up he shows shows up randomly and right. then because because you don't expect him to show up, that's what makes him such a, a powerful villain, right? For for the viewer, and that's what. And, and I, not to cut you off, I'm yeah. sorry, but like every time we've we've kind of seen Evil Morty, for lack of a better name, it's been in like a dramatic reveal, right? With it wasn't until the end of this episode that we realized, oh, it's Morty actually pulling the strings and controlling that Rick. And it's not until the end of Tales of the Citadel at the Citadel where we realize, oh, he had this plot all along and he's he's doing all these things. And um, so it's you, to to stay true to form, you almost have to have an episode with Evil Morty in it where for three quarters of it, you don't realize he's the character you're watching. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Absolutely right. That enhances the inf- the effectiveness of the, the character as well, and and so I, I think uh, with tales from the Citadel, Rick Lannis mix mix up, you could see hints of like you you can kind of say like oh I can I I knew it, that was Evil Morty the entire time right because it kind of gives you that. Uh, they can have episodes where something impactful is happening throughout throughout the course of the plot evil morty president morty isn't even a factor in it whatsoever and it turns out at the end uh it could be the reveal that that he was behind the the events he could be like like claw and inspector gadget and just like (laughs) show up at the end and like i'll get you next time (laughs) rick uh but but i do but i do think the the effectiveness of that reveal has diminishing returns eventually. You can't always no, just, right. you know, uh, blonde redhead every episode with with Evil Morty. Uh, so they they can either like keep trying to go for this um, Shyamalan esque like twist, like oh this is him. Oh look, I'm tricking you again. Or they can start incorporating him in, in different ways to to keep his uh, uh, sinister aspect. Really, and I, I think the challenge that they have going forward is like with Tales from the Citadel, or as the the Rick Lantis mix up, as it was actually called. Yeah, like that was an episode where we didn't focus on Rick and Morty from C one thirty seven at all, and and they completely did a departure from those characters. So for them to be able to write in an episode that focuses ex- exclusively on Evil Morty. 
they're either going to have to pull another one of those sort of like switcheroo type deals or somehow they they end up bringing you know Rick and Morty back to the citadel or something i don't like i don't know how that's going to go down and really the timeline for me is all kinds of of wonky too because the tales from the citadel like i thought i thought the citadel was destroyed in the season premiere but then it still existed i don't know if we talked about this at length during season what? 3 i know this is a season 1 recap but <laughs> i'm I'm real confused about some of that still. I mean, so. I mean, we 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 didn't we didn't talk about it, but or, or maybe we did. I don't know. But I mean, the Citadel was was uh, very heavily damaged in, in the season three premiere. But yeah, by, so, I mean, but they were they were using they were using Morty labor in order to <laughs> to rebuild it, so they were able to quickly recover from it. Yeah, despite despite the. It's uh, it's basically it's basically what led into World War II with Nazism and Hitler. <laughs> I mean that's that's I mean that's, you realistically you're very accurate. That's the yeah. that's the mirroring there of, of history. Like there was a, a rebuilding of their country. There was a, a mass influx of immigration, and everybody needed something to blame it on. All right, that's that's enough okay. politics. Okay. Talk. Brandon, let's let's if you move wanna, into something. If you want to know more about that, please go back and look at the 1922 film <laughs> Nosferatu. Okay, all right. Enough politics. Let's do something lighter. Religion. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the one true Morty here for a little bit. Yeah, please. Uh, so, do you think the the question is who slash what is the one true Morty, and then is he a delusion created by a crowd of traumatized fourteen year old kids? Or is there some truth to the prophecy? What What is your hot take? <laughs> what? Who? What is the one true Morty? If If Pocket Morty's is any indication, the one true Morty is uh, somebody you get out of the egg that you raise. Eventually, <laughs> you level up, and then gotta level them up, <laughs> and event- gotta gotta battle those Mortys, you know. And eventually, the one true Morty comes out. Uh, According to the Instagram. Uh, alternate reality type video or, or uh, scavenger hunt type thing. Yeah. Uh, it there are there are many uh, instances of the one true Morty that you can go find on scattered across across the galaxy. <laughs> I yeah I don't I don't uh, for me there's not enough evidence. Oh look at me look at me with evidence. Ooh oh you must be an an atheist. Ooh you need eighth you need evidence to prove your case. You fucking snowflake um (laughs) (laughs) so i i don't know i don't know if there's enough evidence to to say whether i use a delusion right uh i could there be some truth to prophecy sure could could there be yeah (laughs) sure i mean i don't know i mean if i I die and i and i go to the pearly morty gates and the one true morty is there welcoming me like like all he knows is that i'm a good person and that's and he'll accept me I, I feel like I feel like uh the one true Morty is more of like a Buddha character than like than like uh like a Jesus sort of character. Okay. Like uh I I feel like he's more of a you know, like oh, model your life as as, as live as the one true Morty would live. Uh I don't know. I I don't think the show is gonna go in a direction where they reveal a one true Morty again, getting back to previous conversations. Um I don't know how long all of those Mortys have been stuck together, but 
if if it's been long enough to develop some sort of Morty religion, um, you know, that's that's their thing. Have you have you ever seen The Mist? Uh no. Okay. First of all, uh, if you if you want to if you want to be depressed for like you know two days after you wa- finish watching the movie, you should see The Mist. <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, which by the way, I that was one of the movies I saw in the theater. And then as you know, after you watch a movie in the theater, everyone walks out and they're all talking about it, like, oh, oh yeah, oh, blah, 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 blah. oh that was good. Uh, nobody said anything walking out of that theater. <laughs> everyone was depressed and and nihilistic at that point in time. Okay, but in in it's the, like solo. It, it, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It, in the in the in the mist, like uh, there's there's a woman who takes kind of takes advantage of the situation, the dire situation that they're in. And then they, she, she starts getting everyone to follow into like, Oh, see, I see signs here. Ooh. Uh, it's a, it's a sign. I told you this would happen. And then like starts to create a religion based off of that. Uh, and, and so, you know, the Mortys that are locked up in here for so long, they develop a religion to find hope. And realistically, like, it's not necessarily just Mortys that were locked in this dungeon. Like, if they pulled any Mortys from the Citadel, there could be a ton of Mortys that are sort of rickless and abandoned and... Poor rickless they... bastards. Yeah, poor... Ah, oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they you know, they needed something to turn to. Yeah. A, a Morty to believe in. That's, that's, that's right. The, one, one that's bigger than themselves. The famous but I do like how song. they... They immediately just think that C-137 is the one true Morty just because he's willing to stand up <laughs> and, and not cower in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Here's, here's a question for you, Travis. Is Rick really using for Morty for camouflage, or is it just a convenient explanation Rick uses to avoid seeming emotionally vulnerable for enjoying Morty's company? Uh, it's a really interesting question, and it's hard for me to answer it without the bias of seasons two and three. I I think there may be some level of truth to the Morty camouflage. Uh, it's the fact that a Rick built a whole dome <laughs> with stabby Mortys yeah, that's uh, right. to try and not just of not just avoid detection but devoid avoid rick detection mm-hmm. uh which clearly you could get away with with like five mortys and, and a jumper and cable. jumper cable <laughs> yeah not that i've tried it it's just on paper right uh so i think i it's think just maybe bad, there's it's truth just to bad it. engineering <laughs> <laughs> i i think there's truth to it i think i think that there may be an element to that and i i think that maybe that is for some ricks why they keep their Morty around. I don't necessarily believe that is the only reason C-137 Rick keeps Morty around because I do think that maybe the Rickest Rick is unique in his emotional attachment to his Morty, Mm -hmm. more so than some of the other Ricks we've seen at the Citadel and things like that. So I don't, and, and, and we see evidence in the Citadel especially in season three of a lot of Ricks that have not needed to have their Morty around, right? They're, they're, 
they're doing factory worker jobs or all sorts of other menial tasks. And, and I want to discuss that a little bit more before we, before we finish this, but okay. uh, they're not, they're not constantly having a Morty with them. And I think maybe that's because they are not afraid of detection. They're not trying to hide because they're living at the Citadel and they don't have a reason to. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. That's a, that's a, that's a nice thought. Uh, it's an interesting thought I hadn't hadn't considered. So thank you. The the idea that like you're welcome. They they're like they're not they're not they don't they're not ambitious. They're okay with just making cookies or working at a factory. Simple bricks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I I like I like that. Um, which I I want to talk about that if unless you, uh, if do you want to talk about Morty camouflage? Do you have do you have something? No, I, I was just going to agree with you. The, okay. I mean, using them as camouflage is is an accurate thing that that they're trying to do uh yeah. whether or not this rick c-137 is speci- only using morty for camouflage i don't i don't i don't think he is uh it does remind me of going back to futurama using <laughs> fry's dumb brain waves in order to fight the uh, the flying brains who are like a big bad of the <laughs> like they're just so smart and they're counteracted by Fry just being so dumb. So dumb. Yeah. So dumb. Uh, so I want to I want to talk about some some Citadel Ricks yeah. real quick, and maybe maybe it's just the way that we're used to seeing our Rick C one thirty seven operate that we have a an expectation of how a Rick should behave, how a Rick should should feel about certain things and then when i see like a rick salesman trying to trying to sell morty <laughs> flare or like morty insurance or a bunch of ricks with varying hairstyles like they don't all they don't all strike me as being rick they strike me as looking like rick but not behaving like him and so i'm trying I'm trying to kind of come to grips with this idea, like the Citadel Ricks, are these all really like for the most part, lesser Ricks that maybe we're not at the same level of Rickness uh, to use a Rick and Morty ac- or adjective. <laughs> uh, and so they're like, yeah, let's just go live together and be janitors or something like I, like that does that's the part that doesn't make sense to me is, Oh, Ricks all want to create this citadel to hang out together because they're smarter than everyone else. But then they take like factory jobs, menial jobs. D- yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, it 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 is it is hard to to reconcile that aspect of it. Uh, I I kind of think of it like some some people that we've you, you and I have both worked with who they 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 are really smart. They're very intelligent. And they're very capable, and they can be in charge of stuff, and uh, and, and they can create really unique things. But they just don't have the ambition or the drive to want to succeed. And they're they're okay with just doing like, yeah, I know I can build a portal gun, and I can go to all these crazy places and have all these awesome adventures. But you know, I, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable where I am, and. Uh yeah, I'm okay with 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 plunging some toilets because I because I can do it and I'm comfortable I'm 
I'm okay with with the yeah, place. And at I'm least at. I don't have to put up with stupid people. <laughs> uh, and, and and you know, in in this episode, there's that the the spectrum of all these different Ricks, and they you know they basically say there's there's Ricks up and down the spectrum, and and evil evil Rick in in C137, they're right there smack dab in the middle. Right, uh, and then with, you got Doofus Rick like way over on another side. Yeah. that's kind of and then he's still part of the Citadel. He's still accepted as a Rick, yeah. even though he's clearly not in the same mindset as the other. Ricks. And then, and then the one Rick who they're like, and he's just he's just weird. He just does some <laughs> really weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> that a really weird dude. <laughs> so, so for me, that that's what that's what it boils down to is everyone is all those Ricks are exceptionally capable. Doofus Rick shows that he's capable of making these awesome brownies just using liquids, right? Yeah. Uh, but is he ambitious or does he have that, that uh, positive or negative drive? In his he clearly life? was unable to, to procreate. So. <laughs> yeah. So we got uh, Eric Stoltz from Mask Marty. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite bit. I don't know if you can type that in. But that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're almost to favorite bits here, Brandon. Uh, fi- final, final question from Reddit was given the insane fan response to this episode. Do you think the show can practically live up to the hype why or why not uh get out of here get out of here with the question get the yeah clearly (laughs) they will live up to the hype even if it takes two years to produce a season of television uh yeah i i am extremely excited for this 70 episode run uh i know it's going to be broken up into seasons i don't know the exact breakdown but i'm excited for them to get moving on it and then get those first few episodes out and then see what the production schedule looks like and see what those, those breaks will look like and, and, and see what kind of episodes they, they start turning out when, when they know they have that, that much time to to work things out. Yep. They, 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 they have the, they have the time now and there's, there's time. There's, there's, there's time now. Uh, time enough at last. Uh, Twilight Zone episode. The late great Mer- uh, Burgess Meredith. Submitted for your approval. Apathy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you, I hope my it is my sincere hope that because they now have this this anchor, this security blanket of seventy episodes, that they're not they're not they're not rushing themselves, but they're still pushing out a uh, content. Uh, my, my, my fear, unfounded fear, I would, I would say is that maybe sometimes people work better under pressure and, you know, the, this kind of saying you need to do, you need to get this out there. Uh, it can't be perfect. You just have to, you just have to release it now. Maybe that helps or hinders things. Um and and yeah, I, Harmon said he's a perfectionist in, in his writing, and, and so you know, if if the seventy episodes means that they have to do it on a schedule because there's a schedule established, maybe maybe that makes it uh better for him. I, I don't know. Yeah, I I think they're still gonna have deadlines. They're not gonna be able to just stretch it out indefinitely, mm-hmm. but I I think that. I think even Harmon said this is the first time where he's really had this level of security with a show where he can really only focus on this one show, only focus on this project. 
and really give it the time it deserves. And then at the end of a, a work day, go home and know that he can go back the next day and keep working on it. So, um, I mean, maybe it, maybe it will change some things, but the, the things I've, I've read about sort of the lessons learned in season three and the things that they, they realized they stressed so heavily about in the writer's room that never even made the final version of the episode due to animation restraints or, or just timing and things like that. Like, I think, I think they're, they're okay. Not necessarily having it perfect on the page because they know that they're going to have to refine it through the process of producing the show. Yeah. Uh, very, very astute and uh, whatever yeah. big words astute job uh, <laughs> bigger big Dan big Harmon, words whatever because those are Dan Harmon's words but uh, I may have paraphrased uh, let's get into some favorite bits okay favorite bits uh, uh, right off the top you hate me for buying these coins <laughs> uh, yeah Jerry's collection of R two D two quarters uh, I, I I love that bit um, are you a coin collector I, Travis. Not at all. Let's get this no, out. There. I have. Let's get it out of the I way. have way more uh, valuable stuff that I collect um, <laughs> in in terms of. But and and this and this gets me to another point that um, I want to talk about, which is when Doofus Rick sees Jerry's coin collection, right? And he he talks about uh, that these he can't guarantee that these are going to get go up in value or even retain their current value, <laughs> but they have value to you, and that's what matters. Yeah. And uh, all of the the Funko Pops and the and the the Pop little Funkos. all <laughs> all all the little cheesy pieces of plastic uh, that we keep in our backgrounds on on the video version of this episode available on Patreon.com. <laughs> uh, you know, like a lot of that stuff, it's not necessarily going to increase in value. Sure, some of those you know Chase pops that you've got back there maybe maybe those will those will increase some of these comics over here maybe oh yeah and you know 50 years will be worth something but i i dig having these in in part because they're they're relevant to the show and this podcast and and things that i really enjoy right now so um i i like that in an episode where they seem to highlight a lot of justin roiland's interests including building legos on the floor uh, yeah. in jerry's office yeah. and and certain collectible items like they don't necessarily have a ton of value or will be super valuable one day, but they're things that, that the individual enjoys. And I like that they make a, a, a comment about that in the episode. You're just trying to justify all your purchases to your wife. She doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not doing this for her. Uh, I know that I'm, I'm glad you brought that up though, because it, it was something I, I picked up on this rewatch and I think it was a couple months ago when I bought the the Rick's ship, which is above my lamp, for video subscribers. Um, I I went to Hot Topic to pick it up, and 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 Chelsea, my wife, was kind of like, oh, "Okay, all right, yeah." Um, <laughs> and 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 that's her thing, like, you know, the money wise, she's kind of like, "Why are we spending money on this?" But she's also kind of like, "Well." Yeah, that's good. Like they have value to you and like what you like is, is, is important and that is an important thing for you. And so it is important for me. And, uh, I think that that's really what, what doofus Rick is trying to get after 
and why Jerry is is so um, enamored by him at that point in time. Uh, right, in absolutely. in in the commentary, they're like, you know, like Jerry doesn't need a lot. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's all he needs from Rick is just he, a little he really bit just wants someone to value him. Yeah. That's that's really all Jerry wants. That's and all nobody does. <laughs> no, poor, poor dumb Jerry. Poor dumb reckless Jerry's. <laughs> um let's see. Uh <laughs> this is this is one of your favorite bits, but but it's one of my favorite bits as well. Uh Red X! Red X! Red X. <laughs> when they when they when they uh so the Ricks come into the the restaurant where Rick and Morty C-137 are eating uh, phone spaghetti with phone sticks <laughs> and uh, the, the Citadel of Rick's come in and they're like, okay, so just in case we get into a situation where we have to shoot one of us, uh, we're going to put red X's on our heads. <laughs> and so th- that's, that's the start of the joke. And then Rick and C-137, Rick and Morty, they run out and they get on a spaceship and they leave and the chair runs out and is like, Hey, you didn't pay for your dinner. And Rick's like, Red X, Red X. <laughs> <laughs> I the the two things I love about it are the fact that uh he 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 puts the red X's as a very like simple way to differentiate <laughs> like the fact that they all look the same, which like C one thirty seven couldn't write a red X on his face. Like <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. it just seems like a very uncomplicated way for a Rick to solve a problem. But also that that was done so that in a situation that they just assume you're going to have to shoot oh. one of us. Uh, but it's really to settle the dinner bill like this. I don't know. Just very, very well put together. Yeah. Um, I I like that they talk about the scientist formerly known as Rick. And then the Rick looks like Prince. Um, uh, the piece, by the way. The, the, the Andy Rooney moment uh where where Rick talks about uh the critical point of syrup absorption uh and I think we can all agree not to get all Andy Rooney about it but we can all agree that we all <laughs> like fluffy discs of cake uh with the proper proportion of syrup or whatever like I just I love that rant because I know that rant and I and I and I <laughs> I agree with it Oh I get it because they always they already look like flying saucers <laughs> that, that's that's one of my that's one of my favorite bits <laughs> Con- uh, continuation joke. Um, okay, you you have you have Red X on there. I, we talked about the one true Morty. Uh, yeah, I I really like yeah. the 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 joke about the one true Morty. Um, uh, the the people pizza phone chair <laughs> mashups. Mexican on weird... <laughs> Uh And and just the fa- almost all of Ridley's voices in this episode uh, really really get to me, including the alien that isn't technically laughing <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets it uh but yeah i, I really i really like that part as well uh, he's not laughing at you that's just the sound he makes every 10 seconds uh of course all the different ricks and mortys the hey it's a cowboy version of me <laughs> uh hammer morty come on he's more than just a hammer everybody that's right Stop treating him like that. But uh, okay, I I I I left a few things hanging before we close out this segment. Mm-hmm. One of the things I want to circle back to is Baby Morty. Uh, what are your thoughts on that little tease that we're given, where where Rick sees Morty as a baby? It looks like he's he's interacting him with him, 
Uh, but we are led to believe throughout the course of the series that Rick has been gone for pretty much all of Morty's life. Uh, do you read into that at all? Or do you, do you think that there's maybe something there for, or is it just like one of those like gotcha moments where like, let's just see what happens if we put a baby Morty in. See who's paying attention. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything in the series where it says, Oh, he's, he's never seen Morty as a baby. So, so to me, it, it doesn't, I don't know. It's it's just that Beth alludes to him being gone for majority much for a majority of the time, yeah. but she doesn't say like you 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 just you just met your grandkids a year ago, yeah, right? Because this well, is I mean, the, this is the anniversary of him him coming back into her life. She sure. she doesn't say like oh you've never been there ever until yeah. a year ago, uh, but he's just lived with them for a year. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Right, right, right. Um. Yeah, so in in some ways it, it it takes me back to the Simpsons episode where uh Lisa and Bart are asking why aren't there any pictures of of Maggie in any of the photo albums and so they tell the whole story about Maggie being born and then they're like well that still doesn't explain why there's no pictures of Maggie in the albums and Homer says well I have them in the place where I need you know, to, to see her the most. And then it, it cuts back over to the power plant and where, where Mr. Burns says, uh, remember you work for me or something like that. Uh, he has all of Maggie's pictures over it and it says, do it for her. Like classic, it's, it's classic me material, it, by the way. It's like that moment, like that baby Mor- Morty is that moment. In for yeah. Rick and Morty, and 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 it again suggests that more that Rick does have a lot more emotional attachment to Morty than he's than he's sort of leading on to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. There was there was I think there was one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, shoot, I ah crap. The alien isn't laughing. Rick's room. Oh, Rick's room. Let's let's talk about Rick's room real fast. There, there, yes. there are Arm, East, army cot. Rick's room. There are Easter eggs on Rick's wall. I don't know if you paused it. Uh, I I I I may have seen a few of them. Uh, I believe I may have seen uh, a trap from Ghostbusters on <laughs> on one of the walls. Uh, there's definitely a me seeks. You may have seen a certain Abradolf Linkler. There's a picture of him on the wall. All right. There's a a, a a Dr. Xenon Bloom picture on the wall. Okay. And there is a Sigerian picture on the wall as well. Mm. Uh, along with uh, foreshadowing and Easter eggs, uh, you will notice the, I think this may be the first appearance of uh, the Titanic poster in, <laughs> in Jerry's office, uh, yeah. um, which, which will be become much more important uh, next, next episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so Rick's room was a was a was a good, and it's really the first time we've seen. You know, we always just kind of think of Rick hanging out in the garage, but this is the first time we've really seen his his private quarters. It is, uh, and and the fact that Jerry's hanging out in there. The the next time we see it is in that music video that just came out not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, okay. So so the, those those are our, our thoughts on the episode. Travis, do you have any you have anything additional? That you wanted to add? Uh, I mean, the only other thing that we didn't really touch on is the fact that uh, a couple times in this episode, they reference arcs. 
Oh. There's a point where Rick says, this isn't a time for arcs. Uh, and then later Morty uh, echoes that again to say, is this a time for arcs? Uh, and this is really the first episode where we get uh, an arc where something something takes place that that causes us to look outside of this particular episode. Um, yeah, there have been callbacks to other episodes, but this one really leaves leaves something hanging and leaves us looking forward to future episodes where we might discover more about evil Morty and, and what he's been been up to. So uh, I, f- I thought it was interesting that they included that specific dialogue in the episode before uh having that big reveal at the end right right uh the the last thing i'll say about this episode before we move on is check out close recounters of the rick kind it's a game that you can play somewhere uh by cryptozoic follow them at cryptozoic not a sponsor uh i did review a game for them one time at any park but you know yeah whatever that's that's neither here nor there uh, but we, we do appreciate uh, your, your thoughts for the episode. So you know, if, you, if you listen to this, shoot them to us. If you disagree with us or agree with us, l- let us know. We're on Twitter, as we said, on Facebook, as we said, or our emails, as we, as, as we said. Um, yeah, but, but that, yeah. that okay. is it for Close Recounters of the Rick Kind. Uh, next week, we, we are, are or next, next episode, we are, we are finishing up our our season one uh, rewatch. We will we will be uh, ending season one with a bang with Rixie business, uh, and and there's a there's a whole lot of things worth worth talking about in that episode. Uh, so make sure to go and rewatch that episode between now and, and, and next uh, two weeks from now, and then and let us know your thoughts. Let us know if you have any questions about that episode that you'd like us to discuss uh, on the next podcast. All right, two more. Quick segments to, to 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 run through before we close up the old <laughs> the old podcast. Uh, it is now time for the Blood Dome Battle League. Blood Dome. Blood Dome. This week is brought to you by our patron J Two. <laughs> I'm trying to channel. Ooh, a man. <laughs> uh, so, so the the, uh, the event that happens is brought to you by J two, but this is of course Bird Person versus Morty Junior this week. This is this is an epic battle, right. Travis. Let me just 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 tell you, Travis. This is an epic a battle. Okay, what what happened? Let's start over on Facebook. Keegan he says Junior. Over there has the passion to kill, just like Combobulus Michael. It's in his DNA to kill. Ooh, you got. I want to dance. You got that fucking on the right, graves Keegan. Of my you got that fucking right. <laughs> God, why am I so so violent? Okay, get so get so riled up for Ugh, BDBL. Man. It's all this blood in the domes and the leagues <laughs> and the battles. Eric Pitcher, he writes. Bird person is certainly the more likable character, but if Junior goes full Gazorpian in quotes on Bird person's ass, <laughs> it's over. So right now over. we're we're leaning towards uh, Morty Junior. I think right. so far. But what That's actually right. happened, Travis? Do you you want you want to go you want to go after this, Travis? You want me to go after this? Get after it, Brandon. All right. What happened? Well, 
courtesy of J2. Welcome to another quick mystery. Third person wins. The end. The end. That was a quick mystery. <laughs> and we're done. No, here, here's, here's, here, uh, J2, thank you for that. That was, that was your <laughs> submission. You nailed it. Bird person effing wins. Okay. Let me, let me expound upon it a little bit. Let me, yeah, let's, let, let's, let's do it in, in true crime <laughs> podcast fashion. If it's an accordion, right? And it's, it's like compressed, you need to, you need to pull it out and let the air come in, right? I think that's, I think that's how accordions work. I don't know. I'm I not, know work. I'm not, I'm not I a think musician. There's a piano on it or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. So, so Morty Jr. in his young adult form is out and about. He's wrecking the ne- neighborhood. And, you know, since Rick is out doing some other kind of Rick BS, doing whatever it is he does, uh, Morty decides, hey, I need help. Who can help me? Of course, it's, it's going to be bird person, right? It's going to be bird person. That's how, you, that's how you get a hold of a bird person. <laughs> you've, you've been practicing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and so, so bird person, he comes down to earth and he, he tracks down Morty Jr. Uh, and in the middle of, of breaking a telephone pole out of the ground, Morty Jr. looks up at bird person, just wings spread, just cawing toward him. What is he, what is he saying, Travis? How, how does he caw towards him? <laughs> That's absolutely right. You've been, you've been practicing this. You've been practicing it. Uh, Bird, piss, bird person says, "Why are you destroying the Earth, Gazorpian?" Morty Junior says, "I crush, kill, murder. I am Gazorpian. This is what we do." Bird person responded, "That may be true in your culture. In bird culture, you are an asshole." That's <laughs> as stupid as that. Uh, <laughs> Morty Junior then stops. And he reflects. He puts a puts a finger on his chin, and then he takes one of his his head hands and puts that finger on his chin. <laughs> he says, "I, you're right. I I just needed someone to finally be real with me." And so after that, they went and got beers at a bar. And uh, since Morty Junior ages so quickly, he died peacefully in his sleep a, li- a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of this time for another quick mystery that's the end of the story like Morty Jr. <laughs> dies like like Bird Person's a cool oh. guy he's like he's understanding yeah, he's not he's... gonna kill indiscriminately and and Morty yeah. Jr. dies I mean Gorpians die so fast on earth you know I you know I think I think a younger Bird Person may may have may have been a little bit more violent maybe right maybe right he he, he assessed the situation he knew what cards were on the table, and and he knew that he could dispatch of this young Gazorpazorpian like over over a few drinks at the local pub. Bird person knew that 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 this young Gazorpian was just he's just he's just lashing out, and he just needed somebody to just finally sit him he down. Needed a real father figure. <laughs> he needed he needed somebody who was there for him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so something I didn't write in there is is, is Bird person actually like, told him like, hey. You know, you should you should put your thoughts on paper. Pen to paper, man. Pen, pen to on. paper. Uh, uh, all right, yeah. let's let's check out the results uh, <laughs> from from social media over on Twitter. Uh, an overwhelming seventy four percent for Bird Person, uh, and then a, a little bit closer battle here over on Facebook with sixty percent of the vote going to Bird Person uh, against forty for Morty Junior. So 
pretty 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 close. Um, definitely on not Facebook. Completely one sided. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, everybody pulling for bird person in this one. I I found that uh, in our experiences, Facebook is is usually closer. It's 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 been closer, or or maybe just this one. And I'm mixing up my my references, but I I feel that maybe in, in Facebook we're getting more people interacting with it, and so there there's that kind of uh that vote is is meeting more in the middle uh yeah because 74 74 percent for bird person is it's is, just a puke it's just a puke river over there you know i yeah. mean so toxic toxic <laughs> puke river anyway uh, good job bird all right person. well well that's that's it for this week of blood dome battle league who, who do we got squaring off next week next next week on the season finale of Blood Dome Battle League, we have two XXX names. We have, of course, got Zeep Zanflorp versus Dr. Xenon Bloom in a fight to the X. <laughs> you thought I was going to say death, didn't you? I almost but, did. But I said you, X. <laughs> you subverted my expectations and, and, and created laughter. Well I, done, sub- I subverted your X. Expectations. Expectations. (laughs) It's time for listener suggestions and short. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, This this time coming to us exclusively from email. Yes, that's right. We still check it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so we got two emails that are that are very closely tied with um with content. So the the first one is from Kasuki. Uh, he she writes. Sorry, I don't know your pronoun. I suggest you guys review the comics as there are many opportunities. You could do it issue by issue or by storyline. There are also a lot of revelations. Spoiler, Summer's gay. Oh, by the way, everyone out there, spoiler, Summer's gay. Uh, you get to see Vindicators 2. The comics, one of the reasons I didn't like the season 3 final is it shows the possibilities of Jerry getting away from his uh, emasculating family. Granted, Jerry had never met Beth. He could still become president. Uh, what are your thoughts? And then... Uh, well, go, well, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, let's let's let's, yeah. Hit, let's hit the second email here. Okay, uh, the second one is 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 from Ranma. Uh, they write, "I want you to talk about Duvis Jerry. I'm a fan of Jerry. He gets shit on a lot, both in and out of the universe. So those instances where he shines are nice. So naturally, seeing a Jerry that can be considered the most powerful being in the multiverse was right up my alley. And that is also a uh, storyline from the comics. Right. Uh, so go ahead, go ahead, Travis. So I I mean, if you want to go really way back into some deep cuts when we were still uh, struggling for, for content deep, deep, worth, deep, worth discussing. Uh, we, we did re- review some of the early comics. There have definitely been a lot of great comics, uh, some different series. Uh, Pocket Morty's has come out. We had the whole uh, Doofus Jerry thing. Um, the Summer and Poopy Butthole had, had, had a whole run. So there's there's a lot of stuff to to cover in there, uh, and I I'm not against reviewing comics. I I don't know if it I don't I I don't know if it should be like a recurring segment on this show. If it should be if we do like standalone episodes where we exclusively focus on certain episode or certain issues of the comics. Um, so maybe maybe you guys out in Unity should let us know what what you want to hear. If it, if it's that, if it's something you want us to talk about maybe like little tidbits about recent uh issues or or maybe just cover like whole storylines or things like that i don't you you're you're i think have more of the comics on hand uh in your collection brandon what what uh, i do what 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 do you think 
What do you What do you think? Well, you, uh, so so Travis and I we we talked about the the comics and and covering the comics and uh, you know we we know for a fact that we have a long way to go for season four. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, mid mid two thousand nineteen at the earliest and that's like hopeful at the at the earliest um so so we know there's a lot of stuff that we that we can cover uh that we need to cover need to find to cover is the real the real answer uh so so i'm real true true (laughs) i'm i'm good with going after the comics and, and and covering that and for those who don't go to your local comic shop or support your local comic shop or don't care to read um, like we, we, we would be happy to, to cover that. And then I'll, I'll, I'll take pictures and send it to Travis so he can also keep up with it. I can buy my own books, Brandon. I, I know you can't. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just you saying, you, better you know, than I, eh? Eh? You <laughs> better than me. No, uh, but, but we can do that. And, and, and I, I've wanted to, and one of the things like when we, we started in the off season was I thought like, Oh, maybe I can do just like side little bonus episodes for, for the comics as well. Uh, maybe that's an opportunity for us to uh, to maybe develop some more YouTube content. Oh, yeah. just throwing that out there. Let's get some more videos out, man. Let's. Yeah. Let's, let's, you don't you don't edit the videos. That's my job. I'm not putting that on you. <laughs> yeah, let's do some more. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let's do some videos then. <laughs> All right, cool. Sounds good. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you both to uh, Kasuki and Ranma. Uh, for those emails and and yeah, I I I think that the comics are a good place for us to to look at some other developing storylines. I I'm still not a hundred percent sure on whether or not the comics count as canon for the show because yeah. I've talked to a writer for the comics who said it's definitely part of C one thirty seven, and then I've talked to some writers on the show who have been like, no, that's that's separate. So yeah. um. I don't know. Like I know Justin Roiland uh, originally was signing off on all the comics before they were going to press. So, you know, I, maybe, maybe that's still the case. Uh, maybe he wants to come on the show and talk about it. I don't know. You know, <laughs> just throw it out there. Yeah. Uh, but, but with all of this in mind, uh, yeah, we are wrapping up our season one rewatch on the next episode. And Brandon and I have been talking about it. We would love to maybe have a few weeks off before we jump right into season two uh and we are we are trying as best as we can to maybe uh secure some interviews or or maybe explore some of the other uh content related to Rick and Morty maybe do a little bit more of what we did before season 3 launched where we where we maybe dig into some character studies or or different elements of the show so we we aren't going to jump right into season 2 as soon as we get uh out of season 1 uh and if there's any elements of the show that you really want us to cover hit us up uh over on on Twitter at Rick and Morty pod or, or send us an email, Rick and Morty podcast at gmail.com. Let us know that stuff that you want us to talk about. And, and maybe that'll happen over the summer, uh, in a couple of offshoot episodes. Maybe, maybe it will happen. Maybe it won't happen. Yeah, only, maybe, only time will we'll just quit. <laughs> maybe we'll just stop. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. we're not going to do that. Maybe, we're not gonna maybe, do that. maybe, we'll, maybe we'll just, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, if you have any connections into the industry, um, you know, <laughs> hey, why don't you drop a line to to them? Listen, if you're a publicist for anyone that works <laughs> on the show, yeah, hit us up. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just, yeah, we're, uh, we're, all right. That's that's it, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, we 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 crushed it. Another another Rick and Morty unofficial podcast uh, in the books. 
Thank you so much to Unity for all your support. Yes. Uh, thank you to our Patreons who yes. uh, hang out with us before we go live and then also that kind of watch along as we're as we're doing this this crazy podcast thing. Uh and until till next week or uh, yeah. whenever, you know. <laughs> uh I'm Travis. I'm Brandon. Uh, thanks for listening. All right, thank you everyone. Thank you.